Podcasts from the Cat. Voices and sounds from Crew and Nantwich. We're going to speak about selling successfully in a virtual world. Um, yeah, like I say, she's really, really hot on this kind of selling. So we're going to find out some hints and tips. Good morning, Susie. Good morning. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, I'm really well, thank you. Marvellous stuff. Now, I've just been telling the listeners that um, you are a coach, a business coach, and a sales coach as well. Do you want to just give a little potted history of how you became so good at selling and coaching? I can do, yes. No, yeah, so um, I am a coach, so I am a sales and business coach based um, in Nutsford, so not too far away. Um, And uh, yeah, I'm an experienced sales leader, so I've had about 14 years experience working in sales uh, for brands such as LucasAid and uh, Ribena. And um, I, yeah, basically provide hands-on like sales and business coaching. I do some management consultancy, do sales training um, to kind of professionals and, and businesses from small uh, to medium uh, enterprises to slightly larger right. organizations okay. as well. So I've combined my experience of working in sales with um, a brand new shiny qualification uh, in coaching that I got a few years ago. Oh, very uh, good. Combined the two and uh, thought I would, uh, yeah, utilize that and uh, go and try and help people, um, you know, with their selling approach and, and be as, as successful as they can be when mm. they're uh, selling and, and managing sales and uh, sales teams as well. Marvellous. Did you say you work for LucasAid? I did, yeah. Did you? Oh, do you know what? I, I, I like it as a drink now, but I so associate that with being poorly as a kid. Yeah, my mum always always used to have Lucasade, and you know what the best bit was, Susie? You know you could take off the uh, the sort of orangey film that used to be on the bottles at old school. On the I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. And used to take yeah. that off, and the whole world would go orange. <laughs> 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 oh, that's brilliant. Um, okay, so everybody knows that uh, things aren't the same as they were back in 2019. What? Yeah. What's the some of the major differences now between selling in the old school face-to-face and what goes on a lot now, which is either online through Zoom or online yeah. through Facebook and Instagram. What what's some of the main differences? Yeah, so I think in the business context, you know, when the pandemic hit, it you know, it emptied out offices um, very, really quickly. And so we all had to become, you know, used to both working from home and also selling virtually as well. And I think that's really changed our behaviour, um, both as buyers and also as, say- as sellers. And I don't think it's a fad. I think it is absolutely here to stay. And, and one of the reasons why I think that is, I think, you know, customers' expectations have changed. I think as people, we're, we're more open now to interacting and buying online, whether that... Um, you know, is in, on Zoom, as you mentioned, or on Instagram. Um, and, a, and a recent report actually commissioned by LinkedIn um, said that 63% of sellers um, are now working remotely. And actually that's made the purchasing process for them a lot easier because they're now in this less complex environment, and especially when we're looking at business-to-business um, operations. And so actually that takes a lot of the barriers away. It becomes more accessible for a lot of people. Um, and so it's important to think about how we 
modify our own kind of sales approach to uh, take into account this new this new world, which I think is very much here to stay. Okay. Um, and I think you know. I was going to say, from from a, a buyer's d- preference as well. Yeah, I mean, from a buyer's point of view, um, Susie, do you do you uh, pick up on a change in the way that buyers perceive the the pitchers, if you like, the sellers? I mean, in the old days, it used to be, yeah, come on, come along and see me. Let's have an appointment. Yeah. What, what what's the main dynamic now in terms of people who are in purchasing and buying? Yeah, so I think, you know, one of the key things is that um, kind of flexing our own model to the way we sell to take into account um, the environment and the world that our buyers are now in. And I think that's the biggest change. So, you know, there is now a very much a preference around um, being and working virtually. And a lot of people still have gone back into a bit, uh, an office environment and perhaps a lot of people are doing a bit of both. Yeah. And I think the biggest difference is thinking about the way we construct our sales conversation so that we take into account those different environments. Um, and I probably will come on to it in one of my top tips in a second, but one of that is around you know, how we build rapport online. That's yeah. a lot more difficult to do when you're on a screen with somebody than it is when you're sat in front of them or opposite them at a desk. Um, and that's a really critical element in our selling process. That's how we gain trust. Um, that's how we uh, connect with people and, and, and trust in wanting to kind of buy off them. So um, I think, you know, one of the critical differences is, is in some of that relationship building. Yeah, because people still buy people, don't they? It's just that, Absolutely. you know, they're at the end of a screen now rather than in an office where you're sitting behind a desk or they're sitting behind a desk. Um, in, in terms of... Um, the Zoom meeting, we all know about that because I think everybody's been on one of those. What, what's the difference between that and, say, a Skype call or a, um, a, a one-to-one visual call? What, what's, the, what's the selling protocol now, Susie? Yeah, so I don't think it, it needs to be massively different depending if you're in a group environment or a one-to-one. I think the structure that you would follow in a traditional face-to-face format can still apply um, whether you're um, on Skype or on Zoom individually or or in a group setting. Um, So, you know, I think it's just about really um, getting to know your audience and adapting your approach um, accordingly and creating the right, really. I think it's important to remember that when we're online, we are still influencing um, like we would be face to face. So, you know, creating the right environment to do that absolutely still applies like it would face-to-face. So some of the basics like having a clear agenda, having a clear objective, um, capturing actions, following up. So, you know, whether you're in a group environment or a one-to-one, some of those basic principles still are really, really important. And I think it's just critical not to forget that when we're in that situation. Yeah, sure. Because I think from, from that point of view, obviously... We've all been on a Zoom call where we go, I wouldn't buy from you, not even if it were, you were giving it away, because they're not <laughs> interested, they're looking elsewhere, they're on the phone, all that kind yeah. of thing. Uh, those, I take it, even the novice would say that is a big no-no, but even more so when you're trying to sell to somebody? Yeah, absolutely. You know, your focus 
has to be 100% on that other person or that group of people when you're trying to influence, which is essentially, you know, our selling approach. Um, and, you know, just being aware of, you know, how we may be coming across, making sure that we're creating that professional image and professional background behind yeah. us as well. You know, just little things like checking the tech works before you dial in um, to talk to the to the buyer. Um, the worst thing is, you know, if you dial in, the mic's not working. Oh, yeah. That beforehand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we've that. There. Yeah, we've all done it. Um, <laughs> and you know, uh, familiarising ourselves where the mute button is—that's for sure. Um, so yeah, just making sure that, like you know, some of those kind of basic points very much still apply when we're trying to influence online. Yeah, because I mean, back in the old days, in face to face, you you wouldn't go in looking as though you'd been dragged through a hedge backwards, or you know, like you go in exactly. on your trainers. You you just wouldn't do that. So don't do that when you're online. Um, you mentioned some of your tips before have we covered those already or have you got some more in your locker yeah so i've got a couple of mo couple more to try and um obviously try and help you, you set up for success um in sales remotely so my other kind of tip would be just having a think about what is your sales approach and is it fit for purpose for selling online so for example um you know how do you want to be selling in the future What's the gap in terms of where you are currently and how do you get there? So one of the things you might want to have a think about, we've, we've touched upon it a bit before, but building rapport over a screen is a lot harder than it is face-to-face. -face. So um, thinking about perhaps the amount of questions that you ask up front and the types of questions you ask as well to try and really get to know the other person, especially if, you, if this is your first meeting with them. Yeah. You need to build that rapport. You need to build that trust before you go into any form of proposal or selling conversation. And so really thinking about, have I got enough questions in that upfront piece um, in terms of my online sales approach, approach? And are they the right types of questions as well? So I get to understand what's important to that other person. So that would be my other top tip. Okay. I mean, in terms of the questions that uh, are asked, obviously that's going to be different in each sector. Is it important you you're flexible with what happens next uh, with regards to the reply. Can you, can you actually read body language as well on a Zoom call? Is that still possible? Yeah, I think it absolutely is. And it's really critical that when somebody replies to your question, we actively listen. So we do tr truly kind of stop and pause and listen to what the answer is yeah. um, and respond accordingly. And yeah, I think reading body language, don't get me wrong, it is a little bit trickier when it's on the screen, but it can absolutely still be done. You can tell if somebody is not engaged, if they're looking away, they're looking at their phone, yeah. or if they're, you know, typing away on their emails whilst you're talking. You know, you can read and sense a lot of that. And I think it's just um, still being conscious that a lot of those principles that we would be aware of in those face-to-face -face selling conversations absolutely do still apply in that virtual environment and yeah. how we respond to those accordingly. Marvellous. Now, you deal with uh, a wide range of businesses. What What's the most common fault when somebody rings you up and say, Susie, we'd like you to come in and look at our sales process especially now that we're doing more online what's what's some of the most common faults that you come across yeah so i'd say probably the most common things are um probably a sense of actually just feeling a bit overwhelmed by the sales process and operation yeah um 
So, you know, I think, you know, the world has changed, hasn't it? It's a lot more, um, it's a lot different now and it can be a lot more complex in some industries than what it was 12, 18 months ago. And with that, a lot of people can, you know, become and feel overwhelmed around, you know, I've got massive targets to hit and achieve. I don't know how to approach them. I don't know how to break it down and and take action and, and move forward. And a lot of the time it's helping sales managers and professionals with, kind of what's going on in their head and, and that feeling of overwhelm yeah. and breaking that down yeah. and looking at what is it in particular that's making you feel like that and what building a plan to um, how you overcome that feeling and, and, and help you move forward. And a lot of the time the work that I do, you know, once you get a sense of clarity and you kind of demist some of that fog in terms of how you're thinking and what you're thinking, um, you become a lot clearer around what you need to do to then go and achieve that sales target. Right, um, got you. That's probably one of the main things that I, you know, help both teams and um, business and, and individual professionals with is, is just breaking some of that down and helping them get clarity. Yeah, and I think that's it, isn't it? You need somebody a little bit detached from the business sometimes because you can be so sucked into the the detail that you miss the bigger picture so that's your skill to come in and say right this is uh i don't want to use the word roadmap because we've had so many problems (laughs) with roadmaps Uh, but this is a plan this is what happens next and i think that's uh where a lot of people fall down they just get as you say they get in a fog they get um so wrapped up in the minuteness of what goes on that they meet the bigger picture Uh, that's brilliant well um, thank you so much uh, Susie obviously uh, there's been a lot of nuggets there a lot of great ideas how do people if they if if we've got a listener out there who thinks right I need some of what Susie can sort out because I'm up the wall with my sales process how do people get in touch with you yeah, so um, I'm available on LinkedIn. Uh, my profile is just Susie Hunt. So if you Google it, uh, I should come up. Uh, I also have a website, which is um, www.futureyoubusinesscoaching. Uh, so you can access me, uh, talk to me on there. And also I have a, an Instagram page as well, which is for my podcast, which um, is also about coaching and leadership and sales. Uh, and that's called The Coaching Cast. Um, and that's available on Instagram and on YouTube as well, if you just Google that i should come up so lots of ways you can get in, in contact with me if you'd like to find out a little bit more i'm feverishly writing all that down susie <laughs> uh, the, the, the one that intrigued me there was the podcast uh what's it called yeah. the coaching cast yeah so the podcast is called the coaching cast um i co-host it with another coach yeah. and we talk about business and leadership topics which are hot uh, in the business world right now um we have special guests on we have um debates and conversations it's very conversational very um fun and low-key so it's quite different to a lot of business and leadership podcasts that are out there at the moment um but yeah we love interaction from listeners and we answer questions that our listeners have sent in and things like that so yeah um we do a lot of work on instagram so you can find us on instagram and and on youtube as well fabulous stuff now we gave you some tunes to pick and we've we've already played one or actually we've already played two because we played your Harry Styles one, which I love. Uh, Ed Sheeran's a good summer tune as well. You had that. Um, what's the backstory behind those two, the the Treat People With Kindness one? Yeah, so the Treat People With Kindness tune actually links back to um, the podcast that we have. Um, this is a mantra that we talk a lot about uh, in the world of 
leadership and business and actually just in the world in general I think we could all just be a little bit more kind to ourselves and others um, from time to time so it's a, a bit of a mantra and a bit of a theme tune for us at the coaching cast uh, and we play it a lot <laughs> Good. and we're going to play out with another of your choices the greatest day by take that there's a, a yeah. quite a bit of significance from a personal point of view in there in this one yeah, so, I mean, firstly, who doesn't love a bit of Take That? Yeah. They're an absolute classic yeah. boy band. Um, but, yeah, I played this song at my wedding in 2015, uh, and the dance floor was absolutely filled when this song came on, so it has some great memories for me. Uh, and also, yeah, I chose it for my concluding song um, for the second ser- season of the of the coaching cast. So it has quite some poignant memories for me, both personally and professionally. So, yeah, I hope everybody enjoys it. Uh, now they say uh, behind every good woman is is a good man. What's uh, what's Hubby's name? <laughs> Steve. Right, brilliant. Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> thanks ever so much, uh, Susie. I knew it'd be good, and it's not failed at all. Thank you so much for that. So, and uh, we're gonna. I'll definitely be dropping in on your coaching cast podcast. We we like that a lot. Definitely. Go to listen. This is the cat. Com for more podcasts. Some more ways to listen.